Bismillah. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawalah amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. How's everybody doing? Alhamdulillah. So today inshallah ta'ala we are continuing with the hadith about uh, the three uh, in which it is permissible uh, to take the person's life and this hadith uh, referred to, uh, you know, nafs bin nafs, that a life for a life, and also the one who commits zina after having previously been married, and we covered those two uh, in the previous talk. And now, inshallah ta'ala, we'll be embarking upon وَالتَّارِكُ لِدِينِهِ الْمُفَارِقُ لِلْجَمَاعَةِ So, this is translated as, and the one who forsakes his religion, uh, separating from the community. Now, this has a lot of discussion. There are books written on this topic. Um, there's many lectures you can find on this topic, and this is a, a point which many non-Muslims will uh, attack Islam through this avenue, uh, which is why I decided to try to go through this thoroughly. Um, because on the one hand, I wanted to do justice to all positions, and at the same time, I didn't want to leave any doubt or any room. I wanted to try to cover this as best I can. Now, my best effort perhaps is not very good, but anyway, I still tried my best. And so inshallah ta'ala, this might take two uh, um, sessions inshallah ta'ala, and so you might find it a little bit long, but I think it's necessary so that at the end of the day, inshallah ta'ala, if it's properly recorded and it's online, if ever this issue comes up, you can say, here's the link and we're done. So that's personally, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy whatever I can, whenever I can deal with a controversial topic and then just move forward from there inshallah ta'ala, uh, makes things easier. Khair inshallah. So the first opinion is that it refers to the one who renounces his Islam as personal faith. Somebody says, I just don't believe anymore. And then such a person, and there are many fuqaha who hold the opinion that that person is given three days to think about it, to uh, you discuss with them, you try to offer them arguments, and they hopefully, inshallah ta'ala, repent. And if they do not, then they are to be executed. Now, is that the strongest opinion? We'll see, inshallah ta'ala. But I still want to try my best to justify this opinion. Why? Just out of respect for all the scholars that hold this opinion, to try to understand the logic behind it, instead of like, you know, maybe dismissing it or saying, well, that's not popular here, so let's quickly move to the next one. No, no, let's try to understand what the rationale is for such a position. Well, first and foremost, uh, one answer is that if somebody embraces Islam, they should know the terms, of, uh, the terms and conditions, right? In other words, when you enter Islam, you should, be, you should understand that I'm embracing this deen and I am forfeiting my right to leave. That's the implication. That when I say the shahada la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, therefore I, I am aware of the fact that I'm giving up my ability to leave. If I leave, I know it's going to cost me my life. And I'm still moving forward. I'm, I have that much conviction in la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Now, that is one position. The problem with that position is what if somebody was born into Islam? They never had the choice. And so I've asked scholars who hold this position, I said, well, what if the person was born into that position? They were born into Islam, and therefore they never entered in, so they never made the conscious decision to put their life on the line in that sense. And they said, well, that's a good question, I'll get back to you. <laughs> so I never, I never got an answer to that one. But I still think the idea is what? When you're entering, you realize that my whole life is for this. So that's, that's one, one uh, understanding. Now, another way that we can understand this, which I think is probably the most brilliant, subhanAllah, perhaps the most convincing idea uh, with regards to why this is rational and, and, and makes sense as a ruling, is because anything lesser, it, because if it didn't exist, then people could manipulate the law. What do I mean by this? Okay, let's say there's a Muslim in a Muslim country, and he, uh, under the Sharia, and he is caught with alcohol. He's drinking and getting drunk. And so they catch him, and they say, okay, it's time to give you the lashes, right? Because you're, you're supposed to be punished for drinking alcohol. Now, he's really afraid of pain, and he doesn't want to get hurt. 
So what does he say? Uh, I'm actually a Christian. What? Yeah, I'm actually a Christian, therefore the, uh, it's, there's no had, there's no punishment for me. It's halal for the Christians to drink, right? So there you go, you can't punish me. Right? And so now the question is, wait a second, we know your name is Abdullah or uh, Mahmoud or whatever your name is. We know that you're a Muslim, we've seen in, in the message. Yeah, well I converted just now. Can you prove me wrong? Right? So this person says, I converted, therefore you can't punish me. Now you can manipulate the law, right? And the idea is to say what? That Islam is not just simply a uh, faith. It is the whole system of governance as well. This is the whole idea of tawheed, that subhanAllah tawheed. It means that it's the way I deal with my family. It's the way I deal with my government. It's the way I deal with my Lord spiritually. Everything in my life revolves around Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is Rabb, the master. He is, uh, he is the one who controls everything. And therefore everything is in one way or another. Uh, 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 guided and legislated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so that includes politics and so we know that nobody really cares about your personal beliefs in this country when it comes to the law if you're speeding on the highway right and you say oh uh, uh, I know I know that I went over the limit for those who believe in speed limits but I just don't believe in it right so I don't I don't hold that faith you know you guys have faith in the you know in the flag and in the country and all the laws and everything like that but I don't believe in this therefore it doesn't apply to me you would say nobody cares it doesn't matter if you live here that means you have to live according to it. And if you don't believe in it, you should leave. That's the kind of the idea. If you don't believe in these laws, and if you won't abide by these laws, if you do not embrace these laws, we don't care if you, it's in your heart or not in your heart. You have to apply it. And so in that same way, there is a concept, you could see a sort of a parallel, that if somebody says, listen, I don't believe in this, then A, you should be out of here, and if not, then you are liable to do anything wrong because apparently you don't believe in these, this system and these rules and therefore you are liable for the ultimate punishment because anything less, they might use that as a loophole. So it has to be the ultimate punishment. In other words, so going back to our example of the, of the guy who says, oh, I convert to Christianity, say, well, if you convert to Christianity, then you get execution, so it's even worse. So I, I think you better stick to the lashes. You get it? So it has to be worse than whatever the alternative is for him not to use it as a loophole. Is that getting clear? Yes? Sort of? Alhamdulillah. So I think that that's a, 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 a rationale that you know we can think about wallahu ta'ala alam and the third one is that is about the concept of rights in general this is more of a taking a step back looking at it from the philosophical perspective what are rights where do rights come from and obviously ultimately they come from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the whole reason why it makes sense to us that if a killer can be killed right that was one of the, the what we talked about last last time was what that if somebody commits murder then they're liable to be killed and most people would say of course because if you take a human life then obviously you have forfeited your right to live. I mean, that's, that, that seems like a fitting punishment. Death penalty, why? Because you murdered somebody. Why is that the case though? Let's analyze that. Let's think about that a little deeper. Why is that the case? Because that person had the right to live. That person had a human right to live. So wait a second, you're telling me that if I violate this person, this human, this creation's right to live, I can die. But if I don't recognize the one who created rights to begin with and who gave everybody rights and I deny him, oh, that's totally fine. You, see, you, get, you get the idea? So the idea is that even superseding the concept of this person has a right to live and that person has a right to live and therefore that person's life is sacred and I can't kill this person or that person, superseding all of that is the concept that what? Life is sacred because Allah Ta'ala deemed it so. So de de uh, denying Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala from the, from the root, then that is therefore the worst of the worst. Is everybody getting that? So these are different sort of uh, rationalities and ways that we can explain and understand this hukum. And that is the position that what? That the murtad, or uh, the one who commits irtidad, the one who commits apostasy and turns from his deen, is executed. However, there is a second opinion. That this refers to treason. 
that this refers to not just a change of heart, not something internal and personal, but rather somebody leaving the faith internally and externally, physically, joining the enemy ranks and becoming a muharib, a combatant, right? And so I'm going to inshallah ta'ala uh, go through this opinion from eight different perspectives. One, from the Qur'anic perspective of freedom of religion. Two, from the Qur'anic perspective on irtidad itself, apostasy. Number three, talking about the hypocrites and how the hypocrites are, uh, were, were disbelievers of uh, uh, Medina. And the Prophet ﷺ did not execute them. We'll talk about that inshallah ta'ala in more detail. Number four is how the Prophet ﷺ spoke about, there's, this is just one hadith, there are many hadith that talk about apostasy, so you can't just take one in isolation, you have to uh, compare and contrast and, and bring everything together, uh, under, under one uh, holistic perspective. And then number five, inshallah ta'ala, how the Prophet ﷺ himself dealt with apostates. There were, there were instances in which people made statements of kufr, and how did the Prophet ﷺ uh, deal with these individuals? Number six is the Sahaba themselves, what were their opinions? Number seven, the Fuqaha, and number eight, just rational arguments. So inshallah ta'ala, we'll try to go through all of these. I only think we're going to go through a few uh, today, inshallah ta'ala. So, when it comes to freedom of religion in the Qur'an, subhanAllah, this is a heavy, like Allah ta'ala puts a lot of emphasis on it, as you will see in, in a moment, inshallah ta'ala. It seems that Allah subhanahu ta'ala uh, has revealed many, many, many ayat emphasizing the importance that human beings are to be free to choose and to believe whatever they want. And this is obviously like, like it's a rational issue that you can't force somebody's heart. How can you, right? No matter how much you try to force somebody, you can't turn somebody's heart. It's, it's, it has to be something that you leave free. And the most, the strongest or the heaviest ayah that is always used is what? لا إكراه في الدين Allah Ta'ala says, لا إكراه في الدين قد تبين الرشد من الغي فمن يكفر بالطاغوت وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْعُثْقَى لَهَا وَاللَّهُ سَمِيعٌ That Allah Ta'ala says, There shall be no compulsion in religion. Seems pretty straightforward. No compulsion in religion. Now, naturally, this kind of poses an issue. How can you say there's no compulsion in religion, but the moment you change your religion, I'm going to threaten your life. You, you, your, your, your life is, is now compromised. So there is compulsion in religion. No, it's not, there's no compulsion, but you know, I'll kill you if you don't comply. Okay, that's compulsion. So which one is it? You get, you get it? This, this clearly creates an issue. So, um, yes, Allah Ta'ala says there is no compulsion in religion. And why is that the case? Because Allah Ta'ala says, That the right course has become clear from the wrong one. Now, this is, there's a few points to be taken from this ayah. Number one is, some scholars will say that this ayah was abrogated. That there were other ayats that talked about war and battle and fighting, and therefore this ayah was abrogated. The, the issue that you, I, I have with this is that this ayah doesn't just come with a ruling, but it comes with a justification as well. The ruling is there is no compulsion in religion, and the justification or explanation is what? Because truth is clear from falsehood. You don't need to force people to follow the truth because the truth is so clear. So if you're going to say that the ayah is abrogated, is the justification ab abrogated as well? You get my point? If you're going to say that no, the idea that there is no compulsion in religion, that part is it, it, it no longer applicable. Well, what about the part that says right after that, the very same ayah, that the truth is clear from falsehood, therefore we don't need abrogation. Is, is, uh, excuse me, that, therefore we don't need uh, compulsion. Therefore we don't need to force anyone. Is that abrogated as well? If that's abrogated, are you saying that truth is no longer clear from falsehood? You, get, you see how that can become very uncomfortable. And so quickly we realize that no, this is setting down a principle that is always true. That there should be no compulsion in religion in all times and in all places. Why? Because in all times and in all places, the logic is always the same. Which is what? That the truth is clear from falsehood. And there's no change in that. 
Is everybody understanding this point? Alhamdulillah. So, yes. Furthermore, some people say, some scholars, they say that no, this, was, this ayah was only revealed for Ahlul Kitab, the people of the, of the book. However, you could object to that by saying, number one, the wording seems general. La ikraha fid deen is a very general and broad statement. So to, 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 to what's called limit it seems uh, unjustified uh, at the face of it. Furthermore, why would the truth only be clear for two groups? Isn't the truth clear for everybody? So again, that seems to be problematic. Now, another ayah of the Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala mentions what? وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ مَا أَشْرَكُوا وَمَا جَعَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ حَفِيظًا وَمَا أَنْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِوَكِيلٍ Allah Ta'ala says what? And if Allah had willed, they would not have committed shirk. They would never have committed associations. If Allah Ta'ala wanted to force people, Allah Ta'ala could have created everybody mu'mineen. Look, Allah Ta'ala made it, created many malaika. So how many angels? How many angels does Allah Ta'ala have? If I wanted to create things that were going to be obedient, believe me, I know how to do that. It's you know, somewhat going along that, those lines of thinking. Saying what? That clearly Allah Ta'ala, if He wanted to, nobody would ever do shirk. Nobody would ever disbelieve if I wanted to. But then Allah says what? And we have not made you over them a guardian. You can't guard over them and force them to have a certain mindset or belief. Nor are you a manager over them. You are not a wakil. You are not responsible for every single person. Allah Ta'ala also says, وَلَوْ شَاءَ رَبُّكَ لَآمَنَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ كُلُّهُمْ جَمِيعًا أَفَأَنْتَ تُكْرِهُ النَّاسَ حَتَّى يَكُونُ مُؤْمِنِينَ Allah asks the question, well first Allah says, and had your Lord willed, those on earth would have believed. All of them entirely. Every single person would have believed if Allah Ta'ala wanted. Then, O oh, you, O oh Muhammad, would you compel people? Tukrihu, are you going to compel people in order that they become believers? If, 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 uh, if uh, compulsion was the name of the game, believe me, I know how to do that. If I wanted to force everyone, I could have. So if I didn't do it, who are you to do that? Allah Ta'ala is asking. This is in Surah Yunus, ayah number 99. Allah Ta'ala says as well, وَمَا أَكْثَرُ النَّاسِ وَلَوْ حَرَصْتَ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ And most of the people, although you strive for it, are not going to believe. The fact of the matter is that most people, no matter how much you want it, no matter how much you try and push for it, the fact is some people, they just won't ever believe. You have to accept that reality. So why, why force? Allah Ta'ala says as well, فَإِنَّمَا عَلَيْكَ الْبَلَاغُ وَعَلَيْنَا الْحِسَابُ our jo your job is to do alayka, your responsibility is balagh, conveying the message, that's it. And our responsibility is to take accounting. So, just convey. Does that mean force, enforce? It seems like it is not moving in that direction. Allah Ta'ala says what? وَقُلِ الْحَقُ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ Allah Ta'ala says, say that the truth is from your Lord, so whoever wants, let him believe. And whoever wants, let him disbelieve. Let him. Whoever wants, it's up to, the truth is clear. The, the truth is from your Lord. If you want to, go ahead. And if you don't want to, let them. This is in Surah Kaf. Allah Ta'ala says what? وَأَن يَتْلُوَ الْقُرْآنَ فَمَنْ اِهْتَدَى فَإِنَّمَا يَهْتَدِي لِنَفْسِهِ وَمَنْ ضَلَّ فَقُلْ إِنَّمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُنْذِرِينَ That Allah Ta'ala says, and recite to them of the Qur'an, and whoever is guided is only guided for his own benefit, the benefit of himself, and whoever strays, then say, I am only a warner. Again, the concept is what? No force, I'm just a warner. وَإِنْ أَعْرَضُوا فَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ عَلَيْهِمْ حَفِيظًا إِنْ عَلَيْكَ إِلَّا الْبَلَاغِ Again and again we find this theme coming up. Allah Ta'ala says what? But if they turn away, should you force them? Should you threaten them? Should you kill them? Allah says what? If they turn away, then we have not sent you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as a guardian over them. For you, it is only notification or balagh, conveying, etc. Allah says what? وَمَا, وما أَنْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِجَبَّارِ That we, you are not over them a tyrant or an enforcer. Al-Jabbar is the one who compels and enforces. Allah Ta'ala says that's not your job. You can't force people or you can't compel people. And of course, Allah Ta'ala also says, فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرْ 
Remind, why? Because that's your only job. You're only sent as a reminder, as, as somebody to remind others. You are not over them a controller. You can't oblige people. Subhanallah, how many ayat? You, you see, I mean, if it was said once, it would be enough, right? I think we all understand that when Allah Ta'ala says something one time, it's sufficient. Allah Ta'ala says it over and over and over again. Subhanallah, I hope we all understand that this deen, deen of Islam, has so much emphasis on what? Freedom of faith. Believe what you want to believe. Al-Haqqum Right? The truth is from your Lord, so whoever wants, let him. Now, the next topic, topic number two, is about what? Apostasy in the Qur'an. Yes. Allah Ta'ala, other than just talking about freedom of faith and be, being able to believe whatever you want, Allah Ta'ala specifically talks about people who leave their deen. In fact, it's over 15 times roughly. 15 times Allah Ta'ala talks about people who have believed and then they left their faith. Now, keep in mind that the Qur'an seems quite clear that when Allah Ta'ala talks about a certain ill or evil, that the punishment soon follows. It's, you find it, it's the case. Allah Ta'ala mentions murder, you find that Allah Ta'ala also tells us what? That the punishment for murder is qisas, right? Retribution. Same thing with uh, uh, theft, cutting of the hand. Or let's say for instance, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, zina, then, well this is zina before marriage. Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah An-Nur, what? That a hundred lashes, and so on and so forth. There's many times that Allah Ta'ala is not shy, of course. Allah Ta'ala is not shy to say, look, this is the ruling. You do this crime, this is the punishment. So you would think that of these 15 plus times that Allah Ta'ala talks about irtidad or apostasy, you're going to find an instance of Allah saying, and the punishment for the one who does this is what? Execution. You would expect something of this nature. You find consistently that Allah Ta'ala only what? Talks about punishment in the akhirah. So let's take a look at what we're talking about. Allah Ta'ala says what? وَدَّ كَثِيرٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ لَوْ يَرُدُّونَكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِكُمْ that Allah Ta'ala says what? Many of the people of the scripture, they wish that they could turn you back to disbelief after you have believed, out of envy from themselves, even after the truth has become clear to them. So pardon and overlook until Allah delivers His command. Indeed, Allah is over all things competent. They wish that they would turn you back from their deen. Allah could have said, and if you do, execution. Never said. Is that clear? Next. Allah Ta'ala mentions what? وَمَنْ يَرْتَدِدْ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فَيَمُتْ وَهُوَ كَافِرٌ فَأُولَئِكَ حَبِطَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ أُولَئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ Allah says, and whoever of you reverts from his religion to disbelief and dies, and Allah doesn't say that, and he is killed. Allah says he dies. And he dies in his disbelief. As in, if you turn back from your deen and you die in that state, not that you're killed in that state, not that you're punished in that state, that you just die in that state, then what? For those, their deeds have become worthless in this world and in the hereafter. And, for, uh, and those are the companions of the fire. They will abide therein eternally. So, irtidad is mentioned again. Apostasy is mentioned. And what do we find? Punishment in the akhirah. No mention of, if you do that, you will be executed. Nothing's mentioned of that nature. Allah Ta'ala says what? وَقَالَتْ طَائِفَةٌ مِّنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ آمِنُوا بِالَّذِي أُنزِلَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَجْهَ النَّهَارِ وَكْفُرُوا آخِرَهُ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Allah says, and a faction of the people of the scripture say to each other, they, they, they're, they're conspiring, and they're saying to one another, these are the Yehud of, the, of Medina, they were saying this, they were saying what? Believe in that which was revealed to the believers at the beginning of the day, and then reject it at the end of the day. Perhaps they will abandon their religion. This was a scheme that they come, came up with, that what they'll say is, in the morning they'll say, you know what guys? We think he's the prophet. You're right. We became Muslim. Pray Fajr with them. Pray, pray with them. Let them see that you embrace the deen. Takbir, Allah, get, get, the, get their spirits raised up. 
Then at near the end of the day, say, you know what? We just went back and checked our scriptures. And you, you, they, they know that, you know, the Arabs, they don't, Many of them can't read, they don't know the scripture and so forth, so they have to just believe that these people are more educated. They say, listen, I believed, I wanted to believe. You know, you know I was sincere, I prayed with you this morning. The problem is, we really, we just went back, we checked in the scripture, we find that, look, it's, he's not a prophet, I'm sorry, he's making this stuff up, it's just not true. Sorry. And that was their plot. They figured that that would do, deliver such a good emotional blow to the believers that it would weaken them. And it would make, make them think, you know what, maybe he's not a prophet, you see. So this was their uh, plot. Allah Ta'ala says in the very next ayah, Oh, sorry, so, the, so uh, did I, I don't know if I translate, so I'll translate it. A faction of the, uh, of the people of the scriptures say to each other, believe in that which is revealed. Yes, I believe I, I read it. And then abandon it at the end of the day. The very next ayah, Allah says what? And do not trust except those who follow your religion. This is what they're telling, say, telling each other. And then say to them, say in response, قُلْ إِنَّ الْهُدَى هُدَى اللَّهِ Say, indeed, the true guidance is the guidance of Allah. Do you fear lest someone be given knowledge like you were given, uh, or that you would thereby argue? Uh, or, or excuse me, or that they would thereby argue uh, with you before your Lord. So say to them, قُلْ إِنَّ الْفَضْلَ بِيَدِ اللَّهِ يُؤْتِهِ مَنْ يَشَاءُ That indeed Allah's bounty is in uh, the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He grants it to whoever He wills. So, and Allah is all-encompassing and wise. So, two commands here. Say this to them, that guidance is from Allah. Say this to them, that, that, uh, that Allah ta'ala gives His fadl, gives his, his bounty to whoever He wills. So there's awamr, there's commands here. Where's the command that says, and tell them that if they embraced and then left, that they're going to get executed. No command. So, furthermore, there's several ayat actually, in, uh, specifically uh, in Surah uh, Ali Imran. كَيْفَ يَهْدِ اللَّهُ قَوْمًا كَفَرُوا بَعْدَ إِيمَانِهِمْ وَشَهِدُوا أَنَّ الرَّسُولَ حَقٌّ وَجَاءَهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ how shall Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide? How will Allah ta'ala guide a people who disbelieved after their belief? So they disbelieved after belief, that's irtidad. And had witnessed, uh, and had witnessed that the messenger is true and clear signs had come from, come from them. Had come to, uh, come to them, excuse me. And Allah does not guide the wrongdoing people. So Allah ta'ala is here describing. How is Allah going to guide a people who all the truth has come to them and yet they still reject? Why doesn't Allah say after that? And if you do, then you will be executed. No ayah like this. Allah says what? Those who disbelieve after have, having faith, the apostasy. Indeed, those who reject the message after, their, uh, after having belief and then increase in their disbelief, never, never will their claim of repentance be accepted and they are the ones astray. Indeed, those who disbelieve and die, die while they are disbelievers, never would the whole capacity, the whole world in gold be accepted as their ransom. If they tried to ransom themselves. For those, uh, there will be a painful punishment and they will have no helpers. Clearly, Allah Ta'ala is saying what? That you will have a painful punishment in the Akhirah. You have no ransom in the Akhirah. No mention of execution. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, in tuti'u fariqan min alladheena utul kitaba yaruddukum Oh, you have believed. If you obey a party of those who were given the scripture, they would turn you back after you have believed to becoming unbelievers. And how could you disbelieve while you are being, while you are being recited the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And among you is his messenger. And whoever holds firmly to Allah has indeed been guided to a straight path. No mention of execution. Just Allah is saying, how? How could you when the, when the truth is so clear? How could you when the ayat are so clear? When the messenger is with you? How could you? No mention of, and if you do, you will be executed. 
So subhanAllah, over and over again, Allah says what? Also in the Surah Ali Imran again, on that day faces will be turning bright and others will be darkened. As for those whose faces turn black, then it will be said to them, did you disbelieve after you had believed? Then taste the punishment for what you used to reject. SubhanAllah, again we find, indeed those who have purchased disbelief in exchange for faith, never will they harm Allah at all, for them is a painful punishment. So many times we find this idea being conveyed, SubhanAllah. Those who keep on going back and forth, they believe, disbelieve, believe, disbelieve. No mention. Why, are they, why do they have so many chances? Why, why aren't they getting killed? Subhanallah. You, you would think that if they keep on disbelieving, then the, the execution is going to come. But no, they go belief, disbelief, di, uh, belief, disbelief, then what? That Allah Ta'ala uh, will never, will Allah Ta'ala forgive them, nor will He guide them to a straight way. Allah says, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, man yartadda minkum an deenihi fasofa yatillahu biqawmin. That Allah Ta'ala says what? Oh, you have believed, whoever of you should revert from his religion, Allah will bring forth the people in his place. That he will love them and, uh, 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 that, uh, sorry, that he will, that he will love and who will love him. That he loves them and, he lo and they love him. And they're humble towards the believers and so on and so forth. Allah Ta'ala describes the believers in such a beautiful way in this ayah. No mention of the previous people being executed. Allah says what? وَلَكِمْ مَنْ شَرَحَ بِالْكُفْرِ صَدْرًا فَعَلَيْهِمْ غَضَبٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ That whoever who, who willingly and openly opens his, his chest to disbelief, as in after Iman, then what? Upon them is the wrath of Allah, the anger of Allah, and to him is a great punishment. No mention of in the dunya. So subhanAllah. I have uh, just a few more ayat. I just want to do this and then inshallah we'll open up for comments. Oh no, uh, yes, inshallah ta'ala. So just a few more ayat because I do believe that this is very important so that we can do it fully and thoroughly. Allah ta'ala says what? وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ عَلَىٰ حَرْفٍ وَإِنْ أَصَابَهُ خَيْرٌ إِطْمَأَنَّ بِهِ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ فِتْنَةٌ إِنْ قَلَبَ عَلَىٰ وَجْهِهِ وَجْهِهِ uh, uh, is he who worships Allah on an edge, just on a letter, or just on just on the tip, and harf can mean on the edge, as in they're just about to fall over, and harf can also mean what? On just a word, like one little word is going to push them over the edge, and they're going to start disbelieving. Their faith is so fragile. If he is touched by good, he is reassured by it, and that, that, then his faith is strong. But the moment he's struck struck by a trial, he turns his faith faith in another direction. In other words, he just basically turns about, I don't even believe, I don't want to pray, I don't want to fast, I don't want to give charity, nothing. Why? Because something bad happened to me. I got sick, therefore I stopped praying. I've actually heard people say that, by the way. SubhanAllah. Uh, uh, he has lost in this world and the hereafter. That is what is the manifest loss. That is the most clear loss. Allah Ta'ala says what? So again, no mention of a punishment in this that indeed those who revert back to disbelief after guidance has become clear to them shaitan has enticed them and prolonged them hope and what that is because they said to those who uh, dislike uh, uh, who disliked what Allah has sent down we will obey you in part of the matter as in these are people who have eaten, who, have, who were believers and then they said no no we're going to follow uh, the hypocrites instead we're not going to actually follow 